Chapter 18 of Louisa de la Valliere. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gimes. Louisa de la Valliere by Alexandra Dumas. Chapter 18 The Physician. Monsieur Valou entered. The position of the different persons present was precisely the same. The king was seated saint Agnaud leaning over the back of his armchair, D'Artagnan with his back against the wall, and Manicom still standing. "'Well, Monsieur Valou,' said the king, "'did you obey my directions?' "'With the greatest alacrity, sire.' "'You went to the doctor's house in Fontainebleau?' "'Yes, sire.' "'And you found Monsieur de Guiche there?' "'I did, sire.' "'What state was he in?' "'Speak unreservedly.' in a very sad state indeed sire the wild boar did not quite devour him however devour whom de guiche what wild boar the boar that wounded him monsieur de guiche wounded by a boar so it is said at least by a poacher rather or by a jealous husband or an ill-used lover who in order to be revenged fired upon him what is it that you say monsieur Valou? were not monsieur de guiche's wounds produced by defending himself against a wild boar monsieur de guiche's wounds are the result of a pistol bullet that broke his ring finger and the little finger of the right hand and afterwards buried itself in the intercostal muscles of the chest a bullet are you sure monsieur de guiche was wounded by a bullet exclaimed the king pretending to look much surprised indeed i am sire so sure in fact that here it is and he presented to the king a half-flattened bullet which the king looked at but did not touch did he have that in his chest poor fellow he asked not precisely the ball did not penetrate but was flattened as you see either upon the trigger of the pistol or upon the right side of the breastbone good heavens said the king seriously you said nothing to me about this monsieur de manicamp sire what does all this mean then this invention about hunting a wild boar at nightfall come speak monsieur sire it seems then that you are right said the king turning round towards his captain of musketeers and that a duel actually took place the king possessed to a greater extent than any one else the faculty enjoyed by the great in power or position of compromising and dividing those beneath him manicamp darted a look full of reproaches at the musketeer d'artagnan understood the look at once and not wishing to remain beneath the weight of such an accusation advanced a step forward and said sire your majesty commanded me to go and explore the place where the crossroads meet in the Beaurochines and to report to you according to my own ideas what had taken place there i submitted my observations to you but without denouncing any one it was your majesty yourself who was the first to name the comte de guiche well monsieur well said the king haughtily you have done your duty and i am satisfied with you but you monsieur de manicamp have failed in yours for you have told me a falsehood of falsehood sire the expression is a hard one find a more accurate then 
"'Sire, I will not attempt to do so. "'I have already been unfortunate enough to displease your majesty, "'and it will, in every respect, be far better for me "'to accept most humbly any reproaches "'you may think proper to address to me. "'You are right, monsieur. "'Whoever conceals the truth from me risks my displeasure. "'Sometimes, sire, one is ignorant of the truth. "'No further falsehood, monsieur, or I double the punishment.' Manicom bowed and turned pale. D'Artagnan again made another step forward, determined to interfere, if the still increasing anger of the king attained certain limits. "'You see, monsieur,' continued the king, "'that it is useless to deny the thing any longer. Monsieur de Guiche has fought a duel.' "'I do not deny it, sire, and it would have been truly generous on your majesty's part not to have forced me to tell a falsehood. "'Forced?' who forced you sire monsieur de guiche is my friend your majesty has forbidden duels under pain of death a falsehood might save my friend's life and i told it good murmured d'artagnan an excellent fellow upon my word instead of telling a falsehood monsieur you should have prevented him from fighting said the king oh sire your majesty who is the most accomplished gentleman in france knows quite as well as any of us other gentlemen that we have never considered monsieur de bouville dishonored for having suffered death on the place de grave that which does in truth dishonor a man is to avoid meeting his enemy not to avoid meeting his executioner well monsieur that may be so said louis the fourteenth i am desirous of suggesting a means of your repairing all if it be a means of which a gentleman may avail himself i shall most eagerly seize the opportunity the name of monsieur de guiche's adversary oh oh murmured d'artagnan are we going to take louis the thirteenth as a model sire said manicom with an accent of reproach you will not name him then said the king sire i do not know him bravo murmured d'artagnan monsieur de manicom hand your sword to the captain manicom bowed very gracefully unbuckled his sword smiling as he did so and handed it for the musketeer to take but saint agno advanced hurriedly between him and d'artagnan sire he said will your majesty permit me to say a word do so said the king delighted perhaps at the bottom of his heart for someone to step between him and the wrath he felt that had carried him too far Manicom, you are a brave man and the king will appreciate your conduct but to wish to serve your friends too well is to destroy them Manicom, you know the name the king asks you for it is perfectly true i do know it you will give it up then if i felt i ought to have mentioned it i should have already done so then i will tell it for i am not so extremely sensitive on such points of honor as you are you are at liberty to do so but it seems to me however oh a truce to magnanimity i will not permit you to go to the bastille in that way do you speak or i will manicom was keen-witted enough and perfectly understood that he had done quite sufficient to produce a good opinion of his conduct it was now only a question of persevering in such a manner as to regain the good graces of the king speak monsieur he said to saint agno 
I have on my own behalf done all that my conscience told me to do, and it must have been very importunate, he added, turning towards the king, since its mandates led me to disobey your majesty's commands. But your majesty will forgive me, I hope, when you learn that I was anxious to preserve the honor of a lady. Of a lady? said the king with some uneasiness. Yes, sire. A lady was the cause of this duel? Manicom bowed. If the position of the lady in question warrants it, he said, I shall not complain of your having acted with so much circumspection. On the contrary, indeed. Sire, everything which concerns your majesty's household, or the household of your majesty's brother, is of importance in my eyes. In my brother's household, repeated Louis the Fourteenth with a slight hesitation. The cause of the duel was a lady belonging to my brother's household, do you say? or to madame's ah to madame's yes sire well and this lady is one of the maids of honor of her royal highness madame la duchesse d'orleans for whom monsieur de guiche fought do you say yes sire and this time i tell no falsehood louis seemed restless and anxious gentlemen he said turning towards the spectators of the scene will you have the goodness to retire for a moment I wish to be alone with Monsieur Manicom. I know he has some important communication to make for his own justification, and which he will not venture before witnesses. Put up your sword, Monsieur de Manicom. Manicom returned his sword to his belt. The fellow decidedly has his wits about him, murmured the musketeer, taking St. Agnew by the arm and withdrawing with him. He will get out of it, said the latter in D'Artagnan's ear. And with honor, too, Comte. Manicom cast a glance of recognition at St. Agno and the captain, which luckily passed unnoticed by the king. "'Come, come,' said D'Artagnan, as he left the room. "'I had an indifferent opinion of the new generation. Well, I was mistaken after all. There is some good in them, I perceive.' Ballou preceded the favorite and the captain, leaving the king and Manicom alone in the cabinet." End of chapter 18, recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah.